you going? I'm going upstairs. Because I'm going to put my nutsack on your drum set. Okay? Did you do that? I am warning you right now, if you touch my drums, I will stab you in the neck with a knife. Sure. I'll talk it out. Yeah. Let's just have a conversation. Track three. <clears throat> Better not be fucking Dave Matthews band. Okay. Those of you who don't want to be a part of this can leave now. Derek, please listen to me. But if you choose to stay, which... It seems like you guys are choosing. Derek, please. You understand and agree to the following terms and conditions. Derek! One. Derek, this is the virus. You talking. hereby waive your right Derek, please. to your own personal bodily integrity. This is not you. Two. I don't like you. Per the state versus Neville Reed, my colleague and I will not be held criminally liable for any felony or misdemeanor that you may be a victim of, including, but not limited to, Aggravated assault, aggravated battery, disorderly conduct, destruction of property, mayhem, and first-degree murder. And three, terms and conditions may change or be updated whenever the fuck I want! Consider yourselves notified. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Describe the ruckus, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? I'm in my prime. cool? First you want to kill me, now you want to kiss me. Blow. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. What up, everybody? DJ Anubis here with you with another volume of A Rock and a Hard Place, Volume 2. And uh, didn't think I'd be doing one this, this much uh, more recent because of the last one, but I've got the extra time right now, so I'm going ahead and kicking these out while I can. And uh, the last one seemed to do pretty good, so uh, people seem to enjoy it, so that's, that's good. I'm glad they're enjoying this particular... Uh, 
show that we're doing, I, I'm doing right now. I mean, I know Neko will join me when she can, when she gets back. Um, so, you know, you all know how it works now. Like, so I'm going to be starting out with, like, the modern alternative rock stuff, making my way to some classic rock, and then, of course, into the hard and hair rock, and then we're going to swing back around the way we started. So, uh, the first two blocks that we got, got some White Zombie, a band that hailed out of uh, New York, um, the mid to late 80s, and of course, yes, it's uh, the project that Rob Zombie came from initially, uh, with Sean Zelt, John Tapesta, and Jay Younger uh, as the group back then. Of course, they hit real big in the early 90s with their uh, Law, Sex or, Sex or Sisto, Devil Music Volume 1. That was like their big breakout record for... Uh, MTV and whatnot. So, of course, they did one record after that, Astro Creep 2095, before they disbanded. And, of course, history has shown that Zombie went on to do his solo stuff as well as become a filmmaker. So, we got up. But the, the song I have chosen for that is Feed the Gods. It actually came off the uh, Airhead soundtrack with Brandon Frazier, uh, Steve Bassini, uh, and, so, and I think Adam Sandler. So, uh, if you never saw that movie, it was about a rock band who was trying to get their music played on air and then end up running into some problems with her sort of like kidnapping the studio uh, comedically uh, with water guns and they just want to be heard. You know, the the Lone Rangers, as they would call themselves. <laughs> of course, it was mocked by one of the other uh, actors in the movie who was saying, you can't have Lone Rangers, it's just Lone Ranger. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, Zombie was on the soundtrack for that, as well as some other uh, rock and metal bands at the time, so we're going to be listening to that track, I really enjoyed that one a lot. Uh, then we're going to have a Killing Joke, and I know Neko and I had talked about a documentary on this band that we watched uh, a few months back. And uh, this was a band that was a big influence on um, bands like Prong with Tommy Victor, who actually does a cover of this song that I'm going to be playing for you. Uh, I just remember when I was into Prong and reading about, you know, Victor's uh, praise of this band, Killing Joke, that uh, I kind of thought they, because they had been around since the early to mid-80s, so, like, I'm thinking, well, maybe they're just no longer around, and it was just a big influence on Prong, but... By the time 94 and 95 came around with the, Into the Pandemonium, I believe, uh, or it was just Pandemonium, was the album that they uh, released. Or Millennium. It might have been Millennium. What was it? Sorry, guys. Let me double check something here real quick. Make sure I got my shit right. And of course, it didn't tell me right off bat. Anyway, it was like a mid-90s album. Uh, that I got into and I really enjoyed so uh, thanks to Tommy at the time for you know introducing me to this English rock band from Notting Hill London so they're very good um, you'll be t I think this particular track was like a late 90s track so then of course we're gonna get into some Alice in Chains really probably doesn't need any introductions another big band from the 90s the heyday of the grunge uh, alternative Seattle area uh, on MTV and whatnot, but we actually have a track where it features a new singer who I think is flawlessly pulling it off. He's done like two or three records now with the band with Kentrell and company, and uh, you know, sounds a lot like Lane. Um, 
you know, but uh, he's, he's, you know, the band's making their music, and he's doing a very good job uh, uh, heading that band as a vocalist, so. Uh, then we're going to get some Nine Inch Nails. Again, next couple of bands are bands that uh, around that same time, the mid, early to mid-90s, and then even late. Uh, both bands are closely together because you got Nine Inch Nails with Trent Reznor who is basically the main songwriter for that project uh, and then of course Filter after that and uh, you know Filter was a band where uh, Richard Patrick the singer and songwriter he was actually one of the members of Nine Inch Nails and I think as we talked about at one point as well that Patrick uh, was you know Trent Reznor recognized that Patrick was a really good writer, songwriter, and so when Robert or when uh, Robert Richard was basically saying, you know, I really want to be where you are, and Trent's like, well, get off your ass and do it, go out and do it, and that was sort of a kick in the ass that Patrick needed to go start his own project, and Filter took off from there. They really became a a big name, uh, starting with that first single, "Hey Man, Nice Shot." Uh, the song I chose comes from a later album, and it still has some good groove and also that very alternative feel. Uh, and then we're going to end with some uh, Black Moon Secret, uh, a band I don't know too much. They're out of Germany, Hamburg, Germany. Uh, apparently, JP, uh, one of the members, had worked with Cradle of Filth. They're in uh, Lacrimosa, Love Like Blood. Uh, writing music for films and stuff but then he has this project here which really it's it's the only album from they have is from 2014 but I really liked a lot of the tracks off especially this single uh, called Hurt off uh, their album Another World so you're going to get a chance to hear that uh, you might have heard you know a few way way back you know like I said some of these songs I've played before in the rock blocks but now we have them all kind of collected into these you know, volumes that we do for the rock and hard place. So let's get going. White Zombie, feed the gods.
Louie. Hey, Frank. You ready for this weekend? Why? What's this weekend? The ferret's having a party. Oh, life's a nightmare. He's getting two cases of Budweiser, a bucket of nachos, and a karaoke machine. I'm not going. Louie, everyone's going. Yeah, like who? A bunch of slugs? Mm-mm. Me, you, the ferret, and all of his lady friends. The ferret? Has lady friends. Oh, yeah, dozens. Eh? He's like a furry little gigolo. Yeah, I don't believe this. Hey, hey Ferret, what? who's coming to this party of yours? <laughs> What's he saying? He's saying there'll be some fine-looking weasels. <laughs> some iguanas that need a good man. He's lying. <laughs> and a mongoose named Lynette. Lynette? <laughs> Who likes to shake her booty on the dance floor. <laughs> okay, okay, take a cold shower, Squeaky. I don't get it, Frank. What are they seeing him? He, he can't even talk. They like the squeaks. What? Women love a guy who can squeak. That's the number one rule of dating. Oh, they like it when guys go, wee 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 Drives them crazy. Oh, shut up. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Look, there is a woman in a car. Can we follow her? And maybe make a sexy no, time with no, her? No, 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 get no, 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 no. Why not? Because a woman has a right to choose who she has sex with. What? How about that? Isn't that you amazing? Joke? There must be consent. How about that? <laughs> That's good, huh? It's not good for me.
made him laugh one time one time seven Christmases ago I was in DC I called my wife up I go yo what do you want for Christmas my wife's like pajamas that's what I heard pajamas she meant pajamas I heard pajamas she meant a pair of pajamas start there Bert I heard the plural so I bought her seven pairs of pajamas and individually wrapped them, she had a lot of shit to open. And then sat back in the cut, going, done, son? Bitch wants pajamas, bitch got pajamas. All Christmas, I'm like, yo, open my gift. She's like, I'll get to it, I'm working with the girls. My dad's sitting next to me like, you must have killed it this year, buddy. I was like, you'll see. Finally, end of Christmas she gets to my present I've been talking about this present all Christmas <laughs> whole family gathers around she opens the first pair pulls them out and just goes oh pajamas <laughs> and immediately I think fuck <laughs> if that's her reaction to pajamas number one I can't imagine it's gonna build 
My dad's drinking whiskey and eggnog and just goes, who the fuck buys someone pajamas? She opens the second pair, pulls them out and goes, oh, more pajamas. My dad looks at the five unwrapped gifts, quickly does the math and goes, oh, you're a fucking idiot. By pajamas number five, he's going flipper on me, just... Pajamas number six, the whole family's around are going, come on, pajamas! Come on, pajamas! Pajamas number seven, they are pissing themselves. Thinking, how could this get funnier? What they do not know is I've also bought my mom and sister's pajamas. You should have seen this man when my mom pulled her gift out from me and he was like, oh, it's motherfucking pajamas! Hey, your cell is limp, like your dick! Watch your language in front of the lady, punk! Jeez, <laughs> you were saying? Hey, Gilligan, did you eat the skipper? You better pray to the god of skinny punks that this wind doesn't pick up, because I'll come over there and jam an oar up your ass! Eepers, creepers. Those guys keep interrupting us. I'm sorry about that. You were saying about the, uh... Um... Hey, lady, look out! There's a fat whale on your bow! Yeah! Wee-wee! <laughs> Listen up, you little spazoids! I know where you live and I've seen where you sleep. I swear to everything holy that your mothers will cry when they see what I've done to you! Alright. Back at it. Getting ready to jump into our blocks of classic rock, our modern classic rock, because there's bands that are around now that kind of do like, you know, tributes or pay homage to, you know, classic rock sound. That's one of the bands that's opening up for our rock block here with the uh, classic stuff. Black Rainbows, I don't really have a location. Hold on. I I just now saw this, so, okay, yeah. They are from Roma, Italy, and they play a bit of a psychedelic fuzz trio uh, of guys, and uh, this is from their 2020 release, uh, Cosmic Ritual uh, Super Trip. And uh, so I've got a song from that record kicking us all off. And then um, we got a band from England. A band that I discovered via actually through the Meads of Asphodel when they did a cover of Assault and Battery. That's Hawkwind. And I just, even then, when I started researching that band, uh, discovered that early on in their career, guess who? Lemmy from Motorhead was actually a, a part of that group as the bassist and before he went on to do Motorhead. Uh, so... I've got a track from one of the releases in this as well. Uh, they've been, they're still putting stuff out. They actually did some stuff that's, I mean, aside from their own original material, they've got like something called the Hawkwind Light Orchestra they did a couple years ago during the pandemic. So sounds pretty much the same, but uh, they're still putting out records. Uh, but this is from an older release. Uh, of course... Then I've got another Rainbow uh, band. It's actually just called Rainbow, uh, for those that obviously know who they are. Uh, very influential supergroup. Uh, back, formed back in 75 with Richie Blackmore, Ronnie James Dio. Uh, you know, it's funny when I... Neck always fucks with me about this song because 
I always knew the song. I always heard the song. I just didn't know who it was. And so when we played it for the first time, like, you know, as, you know, on our shows, you know, she's like, you didn't know this was Rainbow? What the fuck's wrong with you? And so, like, it's just kind of the running joke now every time that it gets played. So she's going to listen to this and then laugh her ass off because, again, I'm telling this story. Whereas I knew the song. I just didn't know the band. Uh, and that sometimes happens with me. I, I, I have so many bands that I, like, you know, I've listened to over the years and know who they are. And, uh, yeah, so that's just a funny story with that. Uh, then we've got John Anderson, uh, also from England, uh, Progressive Rock. Uh, the track I have for you is from his debut release in 1976, but he's still putting stuff out even today. Uh, he was also the original singer of the band Yes, which I wasn't aware of, so uh, that's kind of cool there with that. Then we got some Steve Miller, and uh, probably when it comes to classic rock, most people know who he is. Uh, his song get played a lot on mainstream radio. Uh, one of the downfalls about uh, Steve Miller is about three or four years ago when he was being inducted in the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, he was inducted by a band that's more modern, like, you know, I don't know if it was the Black Keys or uh, some other band of that nature. They were uh, inducting him into the Hall of Fame, and I guess Steve sort of made this off-the-cuff comment, like, well, who the fuck's this band? And, you know, it, it's true that maybe he didn't mean to come off the way he did, but it sounded really tacky and classless on his part to kind of show that kind of disrespect, because these guys were apparently big fans of Steve Miller. Uh, and they, there was like this kind of ongoing feud on the web between fans and, you know, like, you know, Steve Miller is an asshole, which really it is kind of a dickish move to say something like that. Even if you don't think modern rock is as good as the classic stuff, uh, you know, f to disrespect a band that's actually there, that's fans of yours and, and trying to like induct you into the Hall of Fame by saying the good things they are and giving you the award... Uh, it's just pretty tacky in my point. So it's sort of like a down, uh, a downer when it comes to Steve Miller. But the dude cl clearly has a lot of great material uh, from the 70s uh, that he's played. And, of course, we've all heard. And then we have another band um, from the same era that's still around as well as Uriah Heep. And they were like one, of, like, aside from Sabbath, uh, they are one of the more uh, influential bands that kick off sort of the hard rock and heavy metal era so they were like a big influence in that they've got like i don't know uh, 24 studio albums and 20 live albums and like 40 something compilation albums so uh they've been busy uh much like kiss you know kiss kind of died off though about 20 years ago they finally kind of like stopped making new music and we're just touring at that point but uh Uriah Heep is definitely a band that most people know about, and but like from their latest release, I think 2018, I have a track from that, which is a very beautiful track. It actually sounds so much like something you would hear uh, in the 70s. So I, I sometimes when modern rock bands, you know, I've told you the other time in the other episode of uh, Rock and Hard Place that some bands have some more somewhat of a doom. Uh, sort of sludgy or psychedelic feel about them like they 
might classify themselves one way, but when I listen to them, they sort of give me the impression that they're paying homage to the classic rock of the 70s and stuff, so that's why I kind of put them and include them into these uh, episodes of the Rock and Hard Place, because you could literally just play this stuff in the 70s, and you wouldn't really blink. Like, it would fit right along with what you heard back then. I'm older, so I kind of know this with growing up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this sounds exactly something out here back then. Now, right, he, of course, comes from that era. But even with the new stuff they're playing, they're staying true to their sound, which is really nice. Uh, so it's nice to hear something like that. So let's kick it all off. Here's Black Rainbows. This is Radio 666.
Hey, Frankie. Hey there, Louie. I need some new material. You're telling me. I mean, all my jokes are frog-related. No I kidding. I need ferret insults. You need a hobby. Hey, what do you think of this one? Hey, ferret, your mother is a prairie dog. What's that supposed to mean? Y your mother is a prairie dog. Yeah, is this supposed to be funny? Well, I don't know. Okay, how about this? Hey, ferret, your mother's a bushy-tailed mongoose. What's with all the mother jokes? I don't know. They work. Louie, if you want to insult him, say something really derogatory. Yeah, like what? Like, hey, ferret, you're slapping brand of humor is less intelligent than my witty, dialogue-driven banter. Well, that's a half an hour long. Well, it makes them think. It's very psychological. All right, let me give it a Come try. On, give it a shot. Hey, ferret! Your dialogue-driven slapstick is humorless and without banter for all. See, I don't think he understood it, Frank. Well, you didn't say it right. I said it as best I... Hey, ferret, your mother's a weasel. See that? It works every time. I heard him. I stung him with that one. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. You have two choices. You can spit or you can swallow, right? You got to register as one before November 9th. Just make sure you know what you're going to do. I knew what I was going to do. I was, um, I was registered as a spitter long before I ever got in that booth. You know what I'm saying? I knew I was going to spit because I knew about girls who spit and I knew about girls who swallow. Girls who spit are grossed out by it and they're like, gross. And guys don't appreciate it, but it's far better than a girl who swallows because I knew girls that swallow, oh, these sloven whores, they love it. It's fuel for them. It's how they survive. It's the base of a slut's food pyramid. Is it just a sturdy base of cum? So I was like, I'm not going to be a slut. Like, I don't want to be that. So when I give a blowjob, I'm totally going to spit. So I get in there. I give my first blowjob. And um, I swallowed immediately because I was like, this is disgusting. Let's get it down the hatch. Take it like a shot. Like, this is clearly the most efficient way to dispose of this. Immediately. I didn't even have to think twice about it. I've never spit. And ever. If you spit, that means you have to hold it in your mouth as you like walk through his apartment and find the bathroom that he shares with his roommates. You run into them. They're all watching Varsity Blues in the living room. You have to be like, hey guys, is anyone in there? Can I get in? Or, Oh, so Andrew's in the shower. I'll wait. It's fine. I love this movie. What is, this is such a good movie. I forget. You forget how good it is. <laughs> quoting classic lines. I'm like, I don't want your laugh. Like, and I can, it's a better James Vanderbeek because of it. Okay. That's one benefit. <laughs> but you're doing like a wine tasting. Like, you just... <laughs> and don't get it twisted, guys. A girl isn't, she's not swollen because she's like, yummy, cummy, in my tummy. <laughs> no. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> Turns out I'm a whore.
guitar would play was down by the water's flowing. Do you have bathrooms here or do I have to shit in the plant? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid fucking idiot and red-shirted ass. You guys think you're so fucking cool. It makes me sick. Let's go make fun of the vegans and their crazy lifestyle. We're not hurting anyone. Go eat a hamburger and choke on a cow dick. Aw, oh, someone missed their yoga class this morning. La 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 Luke. Luke, I am your father. Lola 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 Lola. I've interrupted happy time. Alright, DJ New is back with you on volume two of a rock and a hard place. Closing out our first two blocks of the classic rock vibe with the right heap and water's flowing. Getting ready to jump into four blocks of hard and hair rock coming your way as well as a little bit of mixture of heavy metal because our first band up, Helix, formed in 1974. First debut record came out in 79 with Breaking Loose. And really with Helix, they... They've actually kind of teetered on a little bit of class rock. Like, if you go back and listen to Breaking Loose and maybe the 1981's White Lace and Black Leather, it's got almost like a, a very classic rock vibe. Uh, but they also have this, like, heavy metal vibe as well, as well as hard rock. So they've been kind of, like, all over the place uh, through their career. Now, I haven't listened to much of their stuff, like, from... I think Wild in the Street was 1987. That was like the last record that I remember hearing anything from. Uh, so after that, they've had like, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine records, including one just from 2019, which I have not heard. Uh, but the first video I ever remember and song I ever hearing from them was Deep Cuts the Knife. And I think that was from either 83's No Rest for the Wicked or Walking the Razor's Edge. I think it's Walking the Razor's Edge because that's also the one with Rocky on it. And I thought that initially was like their debut because they weren't one of those bands that I remember standing out much as much as like Van Halen or Rat or Doc and Molly Crew, stuff like that. So when I had a chance to go back and listen to some of their earlier stuff, I was like, oh wow, they got a lot of really cool stuff here. Um, and actually, the track that I have playing for you all comes from one of their earlier releases. So, uh, 
that's going to be a lot of fun. They have a lot of great fun tracks. In fact, track that you may be familiar with but didn't know who it was was Ride the Rocket. Hey, what do you say? Let's ride the rocket. So if you know that song, that's that band. Uh, and that was like before I even became a thing in the 80s. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Every Mother's Nightmare. Got a little ballad-esque type song for you there. Leather Wolf doing a cover of CCR. Uh, I believe Leather Wolf is another one of those bands that kind of teetered on heavy metal. Uh, I kind of remember when I first heard this cover uh for bad moon rising i was like wow this is really great i'm gonna use this as my like answering machine uh voicemail type thing so i actually had the machine i recorded a song a piece of it and i just had some sort of saying that i had uh, with my voice saying hey hey this is uh you know dr rad rocker you know except those who know me as uh dr rad rocker back then uh that was kind of my thing so uh then we have some Rosie Vista. Uh, this is a band out of Germany, Hanover Germany, and uh, they play melodic heavy metal and hard rock. So they're one of your more modern hard rock bands, so you'll be getting a taste of that. Some Judas Priest. Uh, look, a band that really needs no introduction, but they are another one of those bands that in the 70s was kind of playing along the bluesy classic rock vibe before transforming to heavy metal and then of course we've even had like really heavy albums like painkiller or firepower uh showcasing really like hard heavy metal uh but then they have stuff like turbo uh which is more in the hair hard rock vibe and i got a track off of that album for there cinderella band discovered by john bon jovi uh their first album night songs i got a track from that then we're getting the blue murder featuring uh Oh shit, I forgot his name. That's bad. Uh, John Sykes, who used to play with Whitesnake, uh, original guitarist for Whitesnake. And interesting enough, uh, I discovered probably about two or three years ago that John had actually written most of the material, if not all, for the self titled 1987 album that went like fucking quadruple platinum or whatever. Uh, but Coverdale, the singer, had gone and like replaced Sykes with some other band members uh, including uh, Rudy Sarzo on bass uh, Vandenberg on guitar uh, and uh, Campbell on guitar so like he wanted the band to look a little different than what it was initially with Sykes so that was kind of like a kick in the nuts of Sykes who actually had written those songs like that's kind of unbelievable because it was such a vast difference from what they were doing earlier like that album just like you know still the night of course is like my favorite white snake song and part of that is because it has such a like huge uh nod to zeppelin it's just that kind of vibe uh but you'll hear blue murder which was his project after leaving uh white snake uh so we have something there slade uh fun band kind of teeters on pop rock a little bit uh mainly probably because they're kind of goofy, but Slade was also a big influence on Quiet Riot. <laughs> Two of my favorite Quiet Riot songs are covers that were originally written by Slade. So, uh, go figure. Then we got some Pretty Boy Floyd, uh, doing, which this song actually appears on the Peacemaker, uh, one of the last, last Peacemaker episode. So, like, you'll hear it at the end of the credits there. Uh, 
Exciter. Uh, this is a band, not not to be confused with a different Exciter. This is Exciter, uh, which featured George Lynch of Dawkins. And uh, back in the late 70s, early 80s, before he went and joined Dawkins. So you'll get a little taste of that. Uh, Liquid Mirror. Uh, United States band out of Hawaii and California, actually. Uh, they only did one record in 87, Kicked Out of Fantasy. Uh, a little bit of heavy metal and hard rock, so you're going to hear a little bit of that. And then Black Swan. Uh, this is a super group formed in 2019. Uh, don't tell me where they're from initially, but I guess it's from different parts because it got super groups. So, but it's got Robin McCauley singing Red Beach of Winger and Dokken, uh on guitars. Jeff Pilson from Dokken, and uh, he's been in some other projects as well. And then Matt Starr and drums. So uh, Red Beach, I've, I'm a big fan of his actually because despite the work that he did on Winger, and I know a lot of people laugh at Winger because you know they're fun to make fun of. Uh, but if you listen to the guitar work of Beach on those records, he is fucking flat out amazing. And then when he did a race of slate with Dokken, uh, again, very impressive. And then he has some solo materials that uh, you should check out as well. So then Black Swan comes along, and I didn't even know that he was part of the band initially. So they have a new record coming soon, but this is off the debut. So uh, you'll be hearing that to close out our hard and hair rock blogs. But uh, let's get rolling with Helix. This is Monday Morning Meltdown. It's a Monday. Morning
It's a Monday morning meltdown. It's a Monday morning meltdown. It's a Monday morning meltdown. Reality on the
Hey, Frankie. Yeah, if something awful should happen to those other two frogs, uh-huh. me, you, and the ferret would make a great trio. The ferret, Oh, huh? yeah, the ladies like him. Really? He's got that bad boy image. Oh, that makes oh, yeah. sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hang on a sec. There he is. Hey, hey, buddy, come here for a second. Hey, buddy. Hey. hey. Have you done any commercial acting? Uh, I'll take that as a no. Uh, well, let's just run a few lines for fun, okay? Say, fresh beer tastes better. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't really nail that one, did you? Uh, okay, uh, uh, try it again. Fresh beer tastes better. That's horrible. Again. Enunciate. Again. Well, he's not even listening. Try this. But, uh, B-U-D. Well, you can't say it, Louis. Look, he's not a trained actor. He's a hitman. Yeah, but maybe the ferret would like to broaden his horizons. Uh, eh? Louis, the ferret would like to hunt for prairie mice. Now, leave him alone. Come on, project. Once more. No. Again. No. He'll never get it. I'm an artiste. I can teach him. I'm at home. Phone rings. It's a school nurse. He goes, I have Isla in the office. Is there a parent at home? I was like, I'll do. <laughs> Gives the phone to Isla. Her first words, I tried to stop it, Dad. I go, stop what? She goes, I got my period. I'm like, bitch, you promised. I'm like, you called the wrong number, dickhead. Call your mom. She's like, dad, I need you right now. Immediately as a parent, I'm melting down. So I'm like, she's freaking out at school. She's by herself. She's going through what Georgia went through. This isn't my skill set, but I got this. I go, okay, baby. All right. Okay. How'd you get it? She was like, dad. I was playing kickball. Immediately, I'm like, oh, poor kid. I thought she blew out her pussy. (laughs) Just, oh, shit. Oh, I'm out, coach. I'm out. Yeah. I tore my twat. It's bad. I blew out my cooch, coach. I'm going to have to sit this one out. Pinch runner, pinch runner. Now I'm spiraling. I'm like, all right, what do you need from me? New pants, new panties, new socks. Did it get in your socks? A bucket, some towels, garlic. We're going to keep the vampires away from you. She's like, Dad, I'm fine. Mom gave me a go bag. I go, okay, then what are you calling me for? She goes, I need you to go to the store and get supplies. I'm like, how bad is this, period? She's like, no, Dad, I'm throwing myself a period party tonight. I'm like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? She's like, all the girls are doing it, Dad. I need you to go to the store and get supplies. Get a red velvet cake. I'm like, ah! 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 I go, baby, I don't think I can eat a red velvet cake. Knowing what it symbolizes. She's like, Dad, you need a red velvet cake for a period party because you put the name of your period on the cake. I'm like, who names their period? She's like, Georgia named hers after the girl from Progressive Auto Insurance. She's like, Dad, please, I need you right now. I have 10 people coming tonight. I go, we have 10 little girls coming to the house? She goes, no, eight girls, two boys. I'm like, who invites boys to a period party? And I hear her sinister little giggle on the phone, and she goes, Dad, that's the fun of it. We don't tell them why they're there. Now I'm like, fuck it, I'm in. I have never had more fun at a party in my entire life. Planning, hosting, and attending a period party. I dressed all in red like it was Chinese New Year's. Drinking Pinot Noir, I made pasta with chunky marinara sauce. 
And I giggled the whole night with all these little girls at these two boys, Max and Carter, right? Faces covered in red cake. Like it's their honeymoon and they're like, fuck it, I'll eat it anyway. The whole party, these two boys are looking at the cake going, who the hell's Jason? My daughter, Isla Kreischer, named her period Jason because she got it on Friday the 13th.
I'm sick of being all coy and bashful, Dale. Okay. We're in the bathroom. So just take a minute. There's really little you can do about it. Alice. Let me just help. Ah! It's all slippery. Ah! Ah! Oh. oh, my God. Stay golden, pony boy. Okay. I gotta pee. Oh my god. You're incredible. Some girls love sucking dick. They like love it. And I've never understood it. I'm like, what are you getting out of it? And then I realize it's because they're good at it. That's it. It's as simple as that, truly. If you're if you love sucking dick, it's cause you're good at it. And if you don't like it, if you're like, I hate blowjobs, it's cause you're bad at it. It's you're really bad at it. We like doing things we're good at. And if you were good at it, you would do it all the time. If you're just like, it's such a bore and such a pain, you're, you suck at it. And I'm one of you. I could have been good. I, all it would have taken was one guy to just like give me a compliment early on, you know? Someone just, just like show me that I had a little promise or something. Just send me off in the right direction. We just want to be good in the, and it's, it's, it's early intervention and is key. Like I feel like, True blowjob queens, girls that are like, I love it. It was like one of the first times they gave a blowjob. The guy was like, you're great. And like believed in them. Because that's what it takes. It takes one guy, one coach, one youth minister to lay the foundation for a girl. The first time, oh, you're so nervous. And all you want is a guy to just take your chin and be like, hey, look up. And you go, what? He's like, you've got spunk in your hair. But like the way that you handled my balls was pretty cool. And I think you're on to something. Just anything. We'll nudge. And that's why I tell guys, lie to us. Tell us we're good and we'll blow you all the time. Honestly, like if you hook up with a girl and she blows you and it's not very good, just lie and be like, that was the best blowjob ever. Because she'll just be like, it was? And then she'll like set off on a course to like be the best. And she'll go out and she'll be like, I was good once, you know? Just believe in me She said Any way you want me, boy, my love
I'm sure you, you've you've heard some of the rumors circulating around the hallways about how we're going to be doing a house cleaning with some of the software people. Well, Bob, I have heard that, and you got to do what you got to do. We're going to be getting rid of these people here. Uh, first, Mr. Samir Nagahinian. Not going to work here anymore, anyway. <laughs> And Mr. Mike Bolton. Everybody's going to miss him. You're going to lay off Samir and Michael. Oh, yeah, we're going to bring in some uh, entry-level graduates, farm some work out to Singapore. It's a usual deal. Well, standard operating procedure. Do they know this yet? No, no, of course not. <laughs> we find it's always better to fire people on a Friday. And studies have statistically shown that there's less chance of an incident if you do it at the end of the week. I can't believe it, Dad. You just stole Adolf Hitler's Mercedes Benz. Well, Hitler had it coming. What goes around, comes around. Woohoo! Man, they're gonna be pissed. Yeah, they're 
they're always pissed, honey. They're Nazis. It's like it's their job.
DJ Nibbas back with you. Volume 2 of A Rock and a Hard Place. Getting ready to work ourselves back into more of the classic rock vibe blocks. And coming up, got some sweet. We'll be kicking it off. And uh, a British glam rock band of the 70s that really was a major influence on a lot of the heavy metal stuff that came later. Um, and kind of a funnier story with me as a young teen in the early 80s, uh, as I'm discovering a lot of these rock bands of the 80s. So, you know, because I kind of went from like The Police and Sticks to Rat, Miley Crew, Def Leppard, Van Halen, all these bands. And of course, another band I discovered, uh, Black and Blue. And uh, they actually did a cover of Sweet, although I didn't know at the time, was uh, the song Action. And uh, some years later, Def Leppard did the same song. And I thought at the time that Def Leppard did, I was like, oh, look, that's kind of cool. Def Leppard's actually covering Black and Blue. <laughs> but then I did some research, and it turns out Sweet actually had done the song first. That was their, their stuff. So everyone's kind of just doing a version of that. Uh, Black and Blue's version is actually very fucking good, too. Uh, so is Def Leppard, so it's kind of cool that they do that. But... Uh, so that's just a funny thing about that where I didn't even know that the original band was sweet. Um, and then, of course, 
a few episodes back in Hordes of Chaos when we were doing a rock block, uh, NECA was kind of like going around trying to figure out what song she wanted to play uh, on the spotlight that week. And I, uh, well, she played me something by Clapton, I believe, that we were discussing. We've talked about it a couple times. And the song reminded me of a song from Sweet, which I ended up playing for. And she's like, oh my God, it does sound like it. Only that I think. I can't remember if we did, if we discovered that Clapton did it first or if Sweet had done it first, but she's like, "Yeah, it definitely sounds like this song." So, but it's funny because we'll the first two songs that I'm gonna be playing in this block are uh, on the run. So both Sweet and uh, we got Paul McCartney and Wings, Buffalo Springfield. I've got the classic track for what it's worth. Uh, some knowledge behind that. It was written by Stephen Stills, who would go on to be with Crabby Stills and Nash later on. Yeah, uh, we all know basically that for what it's worth is generally considered like an anti-war song, which in some ways it could be. But when Stephen wrote it, it was actually influenced and inspired by the census curfew riots in the late 60s. So uh, it wasn't necessarily exp- planned on being an anti-war song but I guess it kind of just got adopted after so much time um then also we've got Triton out of uh it's a Christian glam uh, metal hard rock band of Chicago Illinois uh <laughs> the most interesting thing about Triton is is that they are clearly an early version of rush worship um when you hear bands that are sound infam- sim- uh, similar to other bands the singer of the group um, I'm not even sure if they give me the name uh, I guess it's Larry Dean he's a guitar, vocals, and keyboard so <laughs> kind of coincidence there uh, he sounds a lot like uh, the singer of Rush uh, so like when you listen to the song you're going to be like oh wow it sounds like a Rush song this is one of the ones that's a little more in that vein in terms of like certain sound, but it's actually a good track. A good track. Um, uh, so it, it's in there. I didn't even know they were Christian either, so that's kind of a, another surprise for me on the band itself. Then we have Aunt Cynthia's Cabin and then Scorpion Child out of Texas to close out this particular uh, pair of rock blocks. So here we go, man. Sweet Fox on the Run.
nothing happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down There's battle lines being drawn Nobody's right if everybody's wrong Young people speaking their minds Are getting so much resistance from behind Any time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down What a field day for the heat And people in the street Singing songs and carrying signs Mostly say hooray for our side It's time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down It will creep It starts when you're always afraid Step out of line The man come and take you away We better stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going We better stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going We better stop Now, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going We better stop Frankie. Hey there, Louie. I need some new material. You're telling me. I mean, all my jokes are frog-related. No I kidding. I need ferret insults. You need a hobby. Hey, what do you think of this one? Hey, ferret, your mother is a prairie dog. What's that supposed to mean? Y your mother is a prairie dog. Yeah, is your this supposed not to be funny? Well, I don't know. Okay, how about this? Hey, ferret, your mother's a bushy-tailed mongoose. What's with all the mother jokes? I don't know. They work. Louie, if you want to insult them, say something really derogatory. Yeah, like what? Like, hey, ferret, your slapstick brand of humor is less intelligent than my witty, dialogue-driven banter. Well, that's a half an hour long. Well, it makes him think. It's very psychological. All right, let me give it a Come try. On, give it a shot. Hey, sorry! Your dialogue-driven slapstick is humorless and, and without banter for all. See, I don't think he understood it, Frank. Well, you didn't say it right. I said it as best I... Hey, Ferret, your mother's a weasel. <laughs> See that? It works every time. I heard him. I stung him with that one. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, kids, it's your pal, Barney. And guess who's going to be your new bus driver? No, oh, me. Oh, boy. Oh, 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 oh. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh. Come on, hop on, kitties. No. Hi, Barney. I brought you a candy kiss because I love you. Oh, that's sweet, Susie. But you know I'm a diabetic. Ah! 
Now sit down and shut up, kids, unless you want a big purple foot in your ass. Oh, boy. Hey, wait a minute. Are you smoking back there, Billy? Yeah, what's it to you? Well, I hope you brought enough for the whole school bus. Come on, pass them around. Oh, oh boy. But, Barney, my mommy says smoking's bad for you. Oh, believe me, Bobby. I've seen your mommy put a lot worse than cigarettes in her mouth. Oh, boy. Hey, Barney, you're not supposed to drink and drive, I'm telling. Come here, Tommy. Barney has a secret to tell you. Come here, closer. Come. Unless you want the next picture Mommy and Daddy see of you to be on the back of a milk carton, I'd keep that mouth full of metal shut. Hey, kids, Tommy just told me all your mothers are whores. No, oh, hey, get Daddy. Come on, get him, guys. Go on, Screw with Barney. Hey, Barney, this isn't the way to school. Barney has to make a little stop first. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yo, Blue, what you need? I need a 20-piece, and don't gank me on the count this time or I'll bust a cap in your ass. Come on, kids, give Barney your lunch money. Don't hold out or I'll dump you right here at...
where do you uh, work, Peter? In a tech. And yeah, what, what do you do there? I sit in a cubicle and I update bank software for the 2000 switch. Well, see, they wrote all this bank software, and uh, to save space, they used two digits for the date instead of four, so like 98 instead of 1998. Uh, so I go through these thousands of lines of code, and uh, it doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. You're just not going to go? Yeah. Won't you get fired? I don't know. But I really don't like it, and uh, I'm not going to go. <laughs> so you're going to quit? Nuh-uh. Not really. Uh, I'm just going to stop going. <laughs> uh, when did you decide all of that? About an hour ago. Oh, really? Yeah. About an hour ago. <laughs> so you going to get another job? I don't think I'd like another job. <laughs> what are you going to do about money and... Bills and you know, I've never really liked paying bills. I don't think I'm about do that. penises at this point in my life were that they were these noodly things that hung between a guy's legs, they pee from them, and you shouldn't look at your cousin JD's when you guys are getting changed to go swimming. Like, that's all the information I had about penises. And now, one's gonna go in my mouth? Okay, I knew that sex was a thing, a penis would go in my vagina someday, but that was. It's my vagina. Like, I don't have taste buds down there or whatever. <laughs> like, stick whatever you want down there. I can't taste it, okay? So I was like, who cares about my vagina? But my mouth, that's where candy goes. Like, I can't believe you would put a dick there. I was devastated. And you, like, you, you kind of go, maybe I don't have to do it. Maybe it's something that not every girl does. And then you realize it's kind of your destiny as a woman. Like, you're going to do it. You know what I realized you have to do it is when I found out it was one of the bases. Because I, I knew home plate was sex. And if I ever wanted to have sex because I wanted to, I don't know, make a family someday, I was going to have to, you can't skip a base. If you want kids, you're going to have to suck some dicks on the way to those kids. <laughs> the last thing my kids want me doing. Alright. Gotta love me some Nikki Glazer, man. She is fucking hilarious. Uh, okay, so now we're into our down, downhill running now with the um, alternative and the modern rock stuff that we're going to be ready to close out the show with. Got some uh, Devin Townsend, big, big fan, of course. Uh, both of his solo work as well as his Strapping on Lad project that he did. Uh, good thing about Devin is he's multi-talented. He has uh, a good way of, like, creating mainstream rock, which really doesn't get played. You know, I've talked about it before where some of these bands that I play on this show and even in the rock blocks on our Hordes of Chaos uh, podcast, where some of these bands deserve, like, mainstream attention, but they just never really get it, and Devin's one of them. Like, he does write music that would fit uh, into today's current climate of uh, mainstream rock, but just doesn't get any kind of notice. Uh, but he'll get notice here. I also got Jane's Addiction, of course, uh, Perry Farrell and Company, Dave Navarro, uh, we also got A Perfect Circle, uh, Maynard Keenan uh, from Tool. 
his little side project, which ironically, the perfect circle is something I'm more into than Tool itself. Like Tool's okay band. They're one of actually two bands in these two blocks that I think uh, people tend to overrate uh, in terms of Tool being a little bit overrated and you know people really gloat about them a lot. Um, I don't find them nearly as amazing as other people, but uh, A Perfect Circle is pretty cool. They're, they're kind of hit and miss with me, but they do have some songs that I enjoy more than Tool. Uh, the other band being Radiohead, uh, who's also in these blocks, uh, people tend to really, uh, you know, push these bands up on a pedestal, and I'm like, well, they're okay. And I do think Thom York is a very creative and, and good songwriter. I mean, I like his uh, soundtrack that he did to the Suspiria reboot remake movie, which was great. So in terms of, like, what York can do, he's, he's actually pretty creative and does some good stuff, including... The song that I'm gonna play, which is really probably my favorite of any of their works in terms of songs. Uh, before that, it probably would have been Creep from their days back in the '90s when they uh, were part of that grunge alternative scene. Of course, the band kind of really hated the fact that that was like their defining moment. Uh, but to the diehards of Radiohead who really love the band, they will tell you this this album later was better than this or this and that and even the band doesn't really like playing creep anymore they'll still do it obviously but but the track that i'm selecting is actually from their last record uh and uh it was actually a combination of both the song is really good and the video for it was awesome like i really enjoyed the video they did along with it uh which was a nod to the old film the wicker man so uh, if you haven't ever checked that out, it's it's a great video, really well done. Got some Power Man 5000 in there featuring Spider on vocals, who's of course Rob Zombie's brother. Uh, they flamed out pretty fast, unlike Rob, but they still are putting out records. And the track I chose is actually a little bit more of a industrial kind of poppy beat type thing but it's you know it's kind of just they, there's some things that the power man does that i think are better than their actual songs and later releases but it was kind of a cool track and i enjoy it and then electra fiction is going to close this out featuring some uh, members of echo and the Bunnymen. uh they were actually doing this project after echo and the Bunnymen folded but then after they released burned which was their debut from electra fiction they went back and reformed Echo and the Bunny Man. This project kind of just got left behind. But I remember when I was painting for this gentleman uh, when I was working in, over the summer and during this time in the 90s, and this song came on the radio, and I was like, it just, it, it really, like, lasted a imprint in my head and my, my memory so that, like, I bought the record. Now the record itself... I may have to go back and just revisit it because, you know, at the time, sometimes when this happens with bands where I hear a song and I go out and buy a, a record from them, I kind of play that song to death because I really, really like it. And even today, this song is still very good. But I admit that I have not sat and just listened to the rest of the record again. I, I wasn't as impressed at the time when I was listening to it because this song kind of stood out above all the others. Uh, but I'm always open to go back and revisit that record and see if there's anything else that I might like actually like and appreciate more at this time. But uh, we'll get to that uh, at the end of the show there. But 
Kicking off the the next two blocks, Devin Townsend, Bend It Like Bender, and we'll be back.
Knight presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Golf Ball Washer Inventor. Mr. Golf Ball Washer Inventor. The time-honored game of golf is the sport of kings. And kings don't play with dirty balls. Don't play dirty. Because of you, we can give our balls a sudsy tumble at every tee. The result? Clean, shiny balls every time we whack them. Flying high. Drive after drive, putt after putt, hole after hole. Our dimpled balls stay clubhouse clean. Keep on driving. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, Mr. Launderer on the Links. You are in our thoughts every time we jiggle our balls. Mr. Golf Ball Washer Adventure. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Bud Weiser. Frank, I'm thinking about moving to another swamp. Oh, really? I'm just not comfortable living in a swamp where assassination attempts are taking place. Uh-huh. Every loon with a vendetta, every snake with a sinus headache frightens me. I could get uh, jumped by some crazy weasel or something, you know? Mm-hmm. It's hey, gonna... snap out of it, Louie. Who are you trying to kid, all right? Everybody knows it was you. Me? What was me? Well, you were the one who tried to bump off the frogs. Oh, Frank, are you back to... It was the ferret. His paw prints are all over the place. Now, what, Louis, what else? You hired that ferret. Hey, I object. No, but really? I, I had no motive. No I love Budweiser and I love the frogs. You love the frogs? Yes. I consider them good friends of mine. Oh, Thank yeah, you. you're good buddies. Oh, I forgot. Hey, hey, excuse me. If you would remember last summer, mm-hmm. I invited them to that barbecue. Yeah, well, Louie, you wanted to cook them at that barbecue. But at least I invited them. Oh. You wouldn't have invited them at all. No.
right. Radiohead. Burn the witch. Great track. Thank you all again for checking out another edition of the Rock and a Hard Plays Volume 2. Uh, I'm not sure when I'm going to put this up yet, but obviously you'll be notified when it does. And as always, I will try to fit these shows in when I can. I think I'm going to stick with doing a rock and a hard place in terms of like any extra shows I'm doing right now just because I'm more in the mood for the rock stuff and it seems to be doing pretty well so not that people don't like certain genres like death metal, black metal or thrash etc but right now just I have to worry about time uh, I still have to like listen to new stuff for hordes that I still do every week um, and then even then I'm not sure when Neko gets back because like I said when she's here it's a combination of her and I doing hordes and then just finding time to go do stuff together, you know, for ourselves. So wasting it all on doing podcasts isn't always ideal because we like to do other things, going out to shows, movies, or whatever, spending just quality time together. So, uh, But while she's away, it does give me the extra room to do some of this stuff. So we'll definitely try to kick out some more of these uh, when I can. Uh, but I'm going to leave you with one last track. Electric Fiction, as we talked about earlier. This is called Zephyr. Take care of yourselves. Be safe and rock on.